I had to get my notebook out because we haven't done these in a while. Mm-hmm. And you know how you, when you get your notebook and then you like to go back through and see all the other stuff that you've written in here? Yes, because it's bloody brilliant. It's bloody brilliant. It's amazing. So there is a lot of all my movies notes in here, things like that. Mm -hmm. Demolition Man, funny things that we wrote about that. With the Sting song, Demolition Man. (laughs) So weird. Um, but then, then you know, we sometimes you just need a notebook and you grab one. There's also um, s- some scores here for uh, one of our um, patented games called Potter Cards. Ooh. No one steal that. Uh, so we've got some scores in here for me and Keegan and uh, Rebecca and Alex. Nice. Was this an after curling activity? This is an after curling activity, and that's our curling team. Also, uh, some of my friends, you know, we're doing this over Skype. A lot of my friends also live in different states, in different time zones. So mm-hmm. whenever they had a, someone would have a baby, we would do a, ba- a virtual baby shower. And I would be the Alex Trebek, as it were. So I also have Ooh. Baby Jeopardy oh my in goodness. here. Now, I will let you pick a category. Okay, yeah, what are my categories? Okay, your categories are Animal Babies, Call Me Baby, <laughs> Whose Baby, Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner, <laughs> or sing it baby oh my goodness i would like i'm gonna go big i'm gonna do sing it baby for 500 okay so in this category i will read you some lyrics You're of not a song sing for me i'm not gonna no because then that gives away you have to name what the song is oh, okay okay so if i sing it then you will know so i'm just gonna oh. in a monotone voice read these lyrics of a famous song which it. has baby in the title. In the title, okay. In the title. Ready? Yeah. I really can't stay. Oh my god, I've baby, it's cold outside. To go. Oh my gosh, I didn't even get there at all. Good job, good job. <laughs> that was a good one. Can I get animal babies for 500? Yes. Can I do two? Animal babies for 500 okay. is where I will name an animal and okay. then you have to tell me what that baby is called. Oh, okay. Okay, so fish. What is it's a weird one? Caviar? Caviar. <laughs> Or is that just when you eat it? Now showing the All My Movies podcast. Please silence your cell phones and enjoy the show. Hi. Hello. I'm Erin. And I'm Mary. And this is the All My Movies podcast. It's been a while, Mary. Yes, it has. We are back we took a bit of a sabbatical yes <laughs> just yes. to regroup you know take some time away from the limelight uh it was going right. to be a lot of pressure <laughs> it was too much pressure all of our fans <laughs> yes uh we loved we love talking about our uh first lady first and foremost in our hearts and our minds sandra bullock mm-hmm. and so we watched i think 20 i think we did 20 episodes with sandra yes. And um, but we felt we had a, a meeting of the minds and decided that it was time to move on <clears throat> mm-hmm. and shower some attention to another one of our favorite gals. And uh, Mary, why don't you tell them who we're talking about and why we picked this person? Yes. Erin, we are talking about Dame Emma Thompson. I don't remember exactly why we both agreed that she's amazing. We like her style. Uh, we really appreciate that she's a triple threat. Like she could act. Yes. She can sing. Mm-hmm. Um, she can write. So, like, some of these movies she has written, um, I know of three off the top of my head that she has written and and starred in. And I think we just both really, uh, respect her for her, I think she's funny, but she can also be amazingly serious in in dramatic roles. Can we announce what we're watching 
this episode? Heck yeah. Okay. Let's we are it. watching Sense and Sensibility. Oh, the oh. classic. Yes. The classic 1995 yes. period drama mm-hmm. based on, of course, Jane Austen's classic of the same name. Yes. Now, Mary, have you read Sense and Sensibility? That would be a negative. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I hadn't read it in a long time. It's not mm-hmm. one of, I mean, they're all great. Love them all. But at my top, I would say more. I've read like Persuasion probably the most. I think Persuasion okay. is my favorite. Well, it's shorter. It's like easier it's to really read. It's really short. Yeah. And it's like letters. And I love the ending of Persuasion. Mm. And then I read Pride and Prejudice a lot. And I read a lot of the offshoots of Pride and Prejudice. Oh, did you read And Zombies? I did. I did read Pride wow. and Prejudice and Zombies. Okay. Did we go to that movie? I went to it. I don't know if you were there. No, I did not go. See, I've only read it. I've read Pride and Prejudice once. Um, I, If everyone wants to recall, I read Persuasion because of a Sandra Bullock movie, uh, The Lake House. Which we also um, did when reviewed yes. and talked about so extensively. So I've probably talked about Jane Austen on, on this podcast already. Mm-hmm. Um. But I haven't gotten into like more of them. I've they did um some like vlog style interpretations of things, but I I don't think they did yes. sense. They did like Emma and I watched for sure Lizzie Bennet Diaries, which was Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Yeah, you turned me on to that. Yeah. I liked yeah. that a lot. So anyways, bringing it back around. So we're watching yes. Sense and Sensibility today. Mm-hmm. Uh and so why don't we uh this is from nineteen ninety five, so quite a few years ago. So we will play the trailer just to get you in the mood. Here we go, playing the trailer. <laughs> One motion picture will bring you all the surprises that life and love can offer. You are the loveliest girls I ever set eyes on. Can you not get them married, Mrs. Dashwood? Marianne and Eleanor, as different as two sisters can be. Do you love him? I do not attempt to deny that I think very highly of him, that I greatly esteem him. Esteem him? Like him? Eleanor is not like you or me, dear. She does not like to be swayed by her emotions. So that was the trailer for Sense and Sensibility, again released in 1995. Uh, Mary, why don't you give us a Twitter summary of what this movie is about? All right, here we go. Emma Thompson writes, The only Sense and Sensibility adaptation that matters. Big hats and bonnets, most of the cast of Harry Potter, and a happy ending. Hashtag dame. <laughs> I love it. That was perfect. <laughs> uh, so what was go. your, um, so not really maybe being familiar, but have you seen this movie before? Yes, you own this. Yes, I own it. Yes, you own uh, this. I do not remember, like, first watching of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even remember when I bought it. Like, was it in a $5 bin? And I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll probably like that. Who knows? I really do- I don't remember. If anyone can remember, let me, please give me a call. <laughs> I don't remember the first time I watched this. I I don't know if I was in... I'm going to say it was probably sometime in college. There was a good long spurt where we were just like really hardcore into period dramas. We watched uh, a lot of North and South, which is a great uh, Elizabeth Gaskell uh, adaptation. Uh, You know, P&P was real big. So I'm sure we probably watched it at some point then. Um, and mm-hmm. I remember the first, like, my initial, I just remember thinking the end. 
the end scene, which is like very dramatic and beautiful and heartfelt. I just remember thinking, I was like, come on, Emma, hold it together. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, I, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> we'll talk about this more later. But right at the yeah. end, I was like, girl, what's your problem? Stop yeah. sniffling. But watching it now, uh, you know, a little bit older and wiser, I thought it was mm-hmm. very beautifully done. And I got more of her cathartic emotions, I feel like, and like the relief um, uh, that she must have been feeling in that point in time. Because like she says, we can get into this more later, but she says Mm -hmm. earlier to Kate Winslet, I'm not going to call them by their names. I'm calling them Emma and Kate. Kate Winslet is in this movie, a young Kate Winslet. Um, Talks about like how the older sister, Emma Thompson, doesn't show any emotion. And she just says like, just because I don't show it like you show it doesn't mean I don't feel it. And so at the yeah. end, she kind of lets those emotions out. And it's very great and fun. Okay, so this movie debuted. There was a limited release on December 15th oh. of 1995. And it debuted okay. at number 12. Ooh. Other debuts that week were uh, Jumanji, the Robin Williams nice. one, which is now also have been remade twice. Oh, right. That was at the number two spot, which to be I really enjoy the new Jumanjis. I haven't seen the second one yet. Oh, I haven't seen them. Oh, they're quite good, actually. I Karen mm. Gillan from Doctor Who fame. Right, right. Uh, slash Nebula from Marvel. Who we've seen like 50 feet away, but we saw her. We saw her and maybe illegally took a picture of her. That, yep. Uh, you know. She just yeah. happened to be. I was taking a picture of you, Mary, and she just happened yep. to be in the background. Mm-hmm. Okay. Other movies that premiered that week were Sabrina. What is that one? So that one is with Harrison Ford, and it is a remake of an old Audrey Hepburn movie, I'm believing. Oh. And then the number one movie at the time was Toy Story. Wow. How long had it been number one? I feel like that was a, a summer time. release. I know. Okay. It, it had been up there for many, many weeks. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Mary, would you like to start this week off with another game of Guess the Budget? Yes. This is in 95. I feel like, uh, is this before or after Notting Hill for Hugh Grant? This is before Notting Hill, but after Four Weddings. Is this before or after Titanic? Before Titanic. Before Titanic. Okay. This is before, this is pre-Titanic. What's a good budget for a film? I don't even remember. Um, I'll go 50 million. No, 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 no. Am I no. going to go $25 million? <laughs> I mean, you're getting closer, but still too high. <laughs> oh, it's still way too high? Ah. Not way too high, but... 20 you know. mil. No. Nope. 15. Mm, really close. 16. 16, okay. Uh, okay, so it made domestically $43 million overall, and worldwide Jeez. a total of $134 million. Good work. It got pretty good ratings um, on Rotten Tomatoes. The critic score is 98%. Wow. While the audience score is a solid 90. So it's pretty impressive all around for Sense and Sensibility. Mm -hmm. Um, In the career, the timeline of our star's career, um, I feel like there's probably like four main stars in this. Um, You've got, uh, we'll start with Kate Winslet. Um, So at the time of this movie, she was only 20 years old. Uh, She had done a lot of TV things. And then Mm -hmm. the only thing that I had heard of that she had been in was Kid in King Arthur's Court. And then just a mere two years later, Kate would star in Titanic. So that's that's Kate. Um, Our next probably big star would be uh, uh, Hugh Grant, who at the time was 35. Again, had been in Mm -hmm. lots of TV and movies. 
Uh, he had done right before this was four weddings and a funeral was in 1904. Okay. And then later he did the next year he did nine months, which is a movie with Julianne Moore, I believe. And then our other big stars in this, of course, Alan Rickman. Yes. Again, of Harry Potter uh, fame. Uh, yes. He was 49 when he made this movie. Kenny. Um, I know, right? Uh, and really before this, he had done TV and, a, and some movies. Um, his Probably one of his most famous roles, I would say, is the villain Hans Gruber in the right. 1988 movie Die Hard. Uh, and then he had also been in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves in 1991 with Kevin Costner, where he was the evil sheriff oh. of Nottingham. Have you ever seen that movie? It's I kind have. Of intense. I was kind of scarred by it. Yeah. It's, the mm-hmm. witch is, is so creepy. Nope, nope. I oh, will no. There's like to... a weird scene with the king and the princess. That one got me. Oh. When I he just like... thought the, the, yeah. there's, there's like an albino crazy witch lady that he's like oh. in league with. Ugh. I will stick to the Disney cartoon animated with the foxes. Okay. The foxes. And like a bear. So good. We watched that the other day. And when I say we, I met me alone in my house with my dog. Watched it. And I I feel like I want to bring back uh, the term oodalali. Like when something good happens. You go, oodalali. I was recently in London actually with one of our mutual friends and when we were walking down like the streets or whatever she would say huzzah and then i would follow up with (laughs) (laughs) it was great fun that's amazing you know when you cheers your pint at the pub after a long day oh that was more irish that's Uh, fine that's all we got that's right. That's all I got. Okay. And then uh, finally, our woman of the hour, uh, Miss yes. Emma Thompson. She was 36. She, uh, okay. this is one of the movies that she wrote. Um, mm-hmm. In an earlier movie, she had met with a producer and they talked, they shared their love of Jane Austen and then they decided to make this movie. So uh, before this, she had done Howard's End in 1992 and then mm. Junior in 1994. Four. Um, and then just another note to mention about this movie. It was directed by Ang Lee, um, mm-hmm. who has won several Oscars. Not for this, sadly. But he, mm. the first one that I had heard of was in 2000, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That was a big okay. one. Um, he also directed the Eric Bana Hulk movie in 2003, oh. which is widely thought to be terrible. Uh, <laughs> and then he also did, he won Best Director in the Oscars uh, for Life of Pi and for Brokeback Mountain. So let's get to this movie. Let's break down this plot. Yeah. So we start um, by meeting Mr. Dashwood, who is sadly on his deathbed. Yep. Talking to his son. Talking to his son, John, basically saying, like, this is how it is. I'm dying. I want to provide for our family. Um, so he's got three daughters by uh, a, a, his, his second, second wife. wife. Yep. And so he says, you know, I can only leave them 500 pounds because of the law. But, you know, please take care of them. Like, they live in Norland Park, which is like this huge estate. I would say not It's Downton quite, Abbey, right? Downton Abbey. It's not quite the size of Pemberley or that, you know, we don't believe that they probably have as much mm. money as the Darcy's. But I would say it's in the upper echelon. Of, yeah. of they seem to have a lot of money. Big lots of servants, like they show the staff. Right. Lots of people. Mm-hmm. So, um uh, uh 
the son, John, says, yes, of course. He seemed, John seems like a very nice man. He seems mm-hmm. like he does care about his sisters. He can't be that much older. Emma is the oldest sister. He can't be that much older than her. So you have right. to get the feeling that they've probably grown up together, that his mother has died, and that yeah. his, uh, his sisters probably have been his family. But, of course, he is married to Fanny. And mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about Fanny and what Fanny wants. Yeah. Fanny is all about Fanny, and she wants the money. She wants the lifestyle. I think, does she have a lap dog? Like, she's not nice. And like, I feel like you can always tell, what, you know, the projection of the women because, like, Emma and Kate have these beautiful, soft ringlets around their face. Oh, and yeah. And Fanny has these harsh, like, glued-on little circles of curls mm-hmm. all around her forehead. I feel like that is a direct instinct of, like, this is not a nice person. She's very stuffy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she tells her husband, basically, uh, we're living in, you know, we're going to live in their house, kick them out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you don't really need to give them. He was going to give them like 3000 pounds. And she's like, oh, that's, you know, that's too much. Like, you know, and then by that would be fine. And it's just this long conversation. And Mm -hmm. like, like for multiple scenes, kind of as they're moving to the place. And it's like, oh, you know, 20 pounds now and then that'll be fine. It just gets you know, to be so low. At the end, they will really will owe you. Like, that's kind of what yeah. it is. Um, so she has no care for his stepsisters, or half-sisters, mm-hmm. I guess. So they move in and, like, kick them out of the house, or, like, demote them from their rooms in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're the, like, master now mm-hmm. and mistress of the house. Uh, and then um, her brother comes to town, Edward Ferris, or Hugh Grant, as we will now call mm-hmm. him. Um, and he is actually like, hey, their dad just died. Like, yeah, why are you, you were gonna so give mean, me Fanny? Yeah, <laughs> you were gonna give me one of their rooms? No, that's not right. I took the other room, even mm-hmm. though it had a less good view, which you wanted me to have. Um, and it's so sweet because they. So Margaret is like the little sister, um, just really cute, and she's been hiding because she's grieving. And he, like, senses her in the library because he sees this atlas being pulled <laughs> under the desk. And it's just so cute. Like, he goes and tells, um, oh, it's, like, Kate and Emma and the mom, who is Madame Pomfrey. I just want to mention that quickly. They're like, oh, yes, I, they, I found that thing that you were looking for. And so he's just really sweet with the little sister. And, like, one of my favorite lines is, perhaps Margaret is right. Piracy is our only option. Because they, like, start sword fighting and playing. <laughs> so you just see him as, like, so good compared to Fanny. Yes, it's a direct comparison of like, yeah, he is very, feels generous and he feels kindly toward them. And so uh, himself and Emma start, you know, going for walks as you yes. do. And, and horseback, like a horseback ride too, right? Horseback riding with some amazing yep. hats. And then um, Fanny starts to take notice. And so does m- the mom. And mm-hmm. uh, they have kind of a conversation of like Fanny basically tells the mom, you know this is never going to happen. You know that my brother has to marry someone at his station. And while your daughter was once there, now she is penniless, basically. So mm-hmm. eh, he would be disowned, basically, is mm-hmm. what she tells the mom. And so the mom is, like, obviously very upset because Fanny is the worst. Like, this is this woman's mother-in-law and can't even yeah. show her any respect. And so they had been, Emma had been looking for a place to live that they could afford. And the mother gets a note from her cousin, I think, Sir John, Mm -hmm. who says, you can come and live at this little cottage on my palatial estate, basically. So they get to move to Barton College. 
And so, um, so they're packing up to move and they tell Edward that they're leaving. And so he's very upset because he does, you can see he generally does very much like Fanny. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's very distraught. And uh, right before they leave, he uh, corners her kind of in the stables as she's saying goodbye to her, her horse. And he's yeah. trying to tell her something. He talks about like where he went to school, but mm-hmm. she doesn't really understand what he's trying to tell her. And then, of course, Fanny rushes in. And it's like, wait, they're alone. I have to stop them. Pretty much, yeah. And yeah. says, Mom needs you now in London. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to leave this afternoon. She Go says, now. no, immediately, and literally pulls him away from her. Yeah. So that's very sad. So, of course, mm-hmm. Hart's very upset all around. So they head off to Devonshire uh, to mm. meet Sir John. Um, who who him... is just all about the party? Like oh him and God. his wife are hilarious. Oh, fun fact: it's Colonel Fudge. No, not Colonel Fudge. What's his name? Cornelius Fudge. Cornelius Fudge. I know it literally is everyone in Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, yes, they are so fun. I love Sir John. I love Mrs. Harrington. Uh, they're just a very jovial people. And although they have a lot of money, they don't uh, reside so much on like the pretense of some of the other families that we've seen in other Jane Austen novels and adaptations. Uh, yeah. I feel like they're, they are more feeling towards the Dashwoods. Um, another thing, so they get there. So they get to Barton Cottage. And it's kind of, uh, it's it's uh, not not the stately manner that they are used to. It is a cottage. It's drafty. Like, there's a scene where, you know, Kate and Emma have to share a bed now because there's not enough mm-hmm. rooms. Um, they had to get rid of all of their servants except for a maid and a butler. Yep. Uh, but I will say this. So they've just been downgraded severely in social status and in money. And yet, like, you never see the girls, like, complain or, you know, they never show, like, oh, I don't know how to sew my dress. Or I, you know, one time we see Emma in the garden, like, planting and pulling yeah. weeds. Uh, or, you know, cooking dinner. Or, you know, they had to wash the little girl's hair. Like, it was, they never seemed to be complaining about their lack of money. I think they were always just more upset of, like, losing their family home and you know, all the people that they knew. Right. Versus, like, oh, now I have to do everything myself and share a bed and things like yeah. that. And they talk about, you know, not being able to afford sugar or meat and things like that, mm-hmm. things of that nature. But I really appreciated how they wrote them as being kind of solid and strong uh, in their uh, difficulties. Yeah. I appreciated that. Yeah. They kept calm, carried on mm-hmm. as, as true British people. That's right. Uh, so tell me, who do we meet? We meet two two men. Yes. So the first man we meet, um, I think Cousin John has like vaguely talked about him at a dinner event. Uh, it's Colonel Brandon. Mm, who is, um, of course. Alan Rickman. Or Severus, Severus Snape. Severus however Snape. However you want to call him. Mm. <laughs> uh, and he is uh, just a more serious person. But uh, he enters as Kate Winslet is performing this beautiful piece on the piano and also singing and he's smitten he sees her he hears her singing and playing and he's like oh my goodness i don't care that i'm 25 years older than she is (laughs) yeah it's maybe a little weird i think i can't remember when we hear his backstory but he had been in love but then his parents had been like oh she was like underneath his class or like a servant's daughter or something with liza uh, and his parents had said, no, 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 and, like, sent him to military academy for however many years. And then when he comes back, he tries to find her but doesn't. So he's, like, has this long-lost love um, heartbreak in his past. Um, but he sees Marianne, 
and he's kind of starts trying to court her but then there's this one day i forget why but they just go off for a walk and then it starts raining of course because whenever marianne wants to go outside it's gonna uh-huh. start raining soon or when kate wins it yeah um so she trips as she's going down a beautiful english english countryside hill um and sends Margaret back to get help. And there's this man on horse. You think it's Colonel Brandon because, hey, it's a guy with a top hat on a horse. <laughs> no, it is not. It is a new man. It is uh, the actor Greg Wise. And we will learn his name later. But, yeah, he rescues Marianne and brings her home um, and says he'll come back tomorrow. And they're all like, oh, we've got to get you ready so you don't get a cold because he's coming back tomorrow. And then I think the mom at the end as he's leaving catches his name. It's Mr. Willoughby. Mm-hmm. I love that scene where Kate Winslet is soaking wet, sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. and then Emma Thompson says, you know, come on, let's go, let's get you out of these wet clothes or else you're going to catch a cold. And she goes, I don't care. And she goes, you'll care tomorrow when your nose is red or something. Yeah. She's like, okay, your face you're right. Is let's get, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, you're correct. Like, it's like these funny little dry moments of humor mm-hmm. are just amazing. And like Emma Thompson's delivery throughout this whole thing was great. So, yes, so there's Willoughby vying for Kate's affections. And I will say, I wrote down that Kate is one cold lady because even Colonel Brandon was very, uh, very nice and very generous Mm -hmm. and very open. You know, he's kind of not the anti-Darcy, but he's just, whereas Darcy is very just solid and stoic. You know, Colonel Brandon did not make any, uh, didn't try to cover up his feelings for Marianne, like was very open about caring for her and she would not like look him in the eye and -hmm. like the next day he comes and brings her flowers and she just immediately gives them to emma and uh like does barely says thank you or goodbye when he's leaving Mm -hmm. so she really had no interest in snape right from the beginning yeah and who's a little bit older and so willoughby's a little bit younger and he's more has the poet heart and yeah, know, they can sonnets both, to her. Yep. They read their favorite sonnets together. He gives her like his pocketbook of sonnets. Mm-hmm. But you can kind of start feeling maybe that maybe Willoughby isn't all that he's cracked up to be. Like Brandon made some sort of comment of like, oh, you know, I hope he is fine or he deserves her. Uh, mm-hmm. And then also we see like he kind of is creepily touching, touching Kate Winslet and snips a piece of her hair. Um, they yes. go on a like on their little horse and buggy, and he's like racing through town, uh, mm-hmm. and Emma causing quite to, the scene. Quite yeah. the scene. Emma chastises Kate and says, "You know, you really you got to be more proprietous. Basically, you mm-hmm. know, you're 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 showing too much of yourself. Like he has not proposed, he has not made uh, any intent declaration, as they say. So right. you know, you're you're getting too ahead of yourself. But then uh, another family comes to town, and this is when we meet Umbridge." Amalda Staunton um, shows up yes. with her husband, Hugh Laurie. And then mm-hmm. I kind of thought this was their daughter, but it's not their daughter. This is just like an acquaintance. Um, I think it's a, who, it's a cousin, I think. Cousin I wrote down of some cousin. Nature. Yeah. Uh, in the book, it's a little a little different, but I'm calling okay. this woman um, almost Amy Adams. It's just like, it's almost, oh. it looks like Amy Adams, but it's not. Uh, and so this is uh, Lucy. Brunette Lucy like Steele, Amy Adams. A brunette with like some serious eyebrows. Yeah. So she comes and they um, go to have a picnic um, and they start to get to know the Dashwood sisters and uh, almost Amy Adams, Lucy Steele, as she's known as, uh, has a secret which she confides uh, into Emma. Do you want to reveal the secret, Mary? Yes, I would love to. She is secretly engaged to Edward Ferris slash Hugh Grant. And has been 
for five years. Five years. So what Hugh was trying to tell Emma before he left was like, hey, I went to college here and there was this guy and it was like his niece or something. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they become attached and are secretly engaged. Yeah. His and parents Emma, don't know. Her parents yeah. don't know. Nobody knows. But she, for some reason, tells Emma. Yeah. Yeah. And Emma is so reliable that she doesn't tell a soul. She tells no one. She just has mm-hmm. to hold that in her heart that the guy, the man she loves, is secretly engaged to this other girl who's a brunette Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. Who also is kind of annoying. She's like yes. very intense and odd. Um, <laughs> so it's all kind of funny. So, of course, yes, Emma is heartbroken. The one part, I don't know if it's this part, but um, at one point, Hugh Grant gave Emma her uh, a handkerchief with his initials on it. And yes. she still had it. We saw her have it. And then we see that Lucy also has it. He, She mm-hmm. has one of his handkerchiefs. And so that is just... It's crushing. Yes. And then also while this is going on, uh, Willoughby uh, has asked Kate if she would stay home from church so he could have a private audience with her. And so when Emma and the mom and the Margaret come home from church, Kate is in tears and Willoughby is very upset and they don't know what's going on and Kate won't tell them. Mm -hmm. But basically what has happened is that uh, Willoughby has been denied uh, his fortune so he was supposed to inherit a neighboring estate from an aunt and mm-hmm. she had for some reason we do not yet know has disinherited him basically um and so he must leave at once to london and did we mention um i can't remember where or somewhere around this time uh, colonel brandon hosts a picnic yes i think that's maybe right before this has happened yeah okay uh but he is like called away uh, by an urgent message, and he, like, leaves immediately. So I think they, like, still have the picnic, and there's... But, yes, there has been an urgent call for Colonel Brandon. Yes, lots of things. So now uh, now Brandon and Willoughby and are all in London, and so Mrs. Yes. Jennings is like, well, let's all go. So mm-hmm. she invites Kate and Emma and Lucy to all accompany her to London. So they go, and, of course, what do you do? You go to a ball, and um right you can't have this kind of movie without the dancing without the dancing you know there's not as much dancing as pin just one scene just one little short little dance Mm -hmm. so uh uh they see that the dashwoods are there so her half brother and his wife fanny are there along with fanny's brother (gasps) oh but it's not hugh grant it's the other other brother robert Robert with robert who like they have the same like from the back like it's very dramatic like he turns oh it's not hugh grant okay never mind very much not hugh grant yeah so they're all kind of all lucy and uh, emma were expecting to see Mm -hmm. him but it's not so they're a little downhearted uh but he asks emma to dance so they go out and they're dancing and you know these old timey dances there's a lot of switching of partners yeah who's there oh it's a willoughby Ah! so who seems very shocked to see them Emma seems very confused, and of course, mm-hmm. Kate turns at this moment and sees Willoughby there and exclaims, "Willoughby!" and proceeds Chase to make proceeds yeah. to make a bit of a fool of herself. And yeah. he, of course, leaves. You know, kind of brushes her off, and uh, and he uh, goes off and is with another woman. Uh, mm-hmm. So Kate almost faints. She's very dramatic in this role. <laughs> Yes. Uh, poor Marianne is a very dramatic character. Oh, yes. I have one note on uh, what she looks like at this moment. You know yes, what she please. looks like? 
tell me. But she looks like she's drowning in a freezing ocean because Willoughby sends a letter. He, like, yes. finally replies to the five messages she has sent. And she's yes. just crushed. He, like, sends mm-hmm. a letter the next day, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so, yes, while all this time they've been in London, Kate has been sending Willoughby letters, which apparently mm-hmm. you're not supposed to do unless you are basically declared engaged. So Ooh. there was a bit of a scandal because people were like, oh, she was sending him letters? Uh, and so uh, Kate Kate is just devastated. She mm-hmm. does not want to get out of bed. She is very forlorn. Um, so they're just like, let's go home. Uh, so... Emma arranges a ride with Hugh Laurie and Umbridge halfway to their house and then yep. has asked Colonel Brandon if he would be so kind as accompany them the rest of the way to Barton College. Mm-hmm. And, and so, the, of course, he says Colonel yes. Brandon has some news? Yes, Colonel Brandon has news. Let's hear it. Yes. So, Eliza, his first love, had an illegitimate child. Um, and he, she asked Brandon to look after the child named Beth because, like, she was on her deathbed when Brandon found her. Um, a year ago, from like present time, Beth disappeared. Uh, and at the picnic, when he went away urgently, he had learned uh, the first news about her, and it is that she is with child. And the father is Willoughby. And he, Willoughby, has left her with no hint of his whereabouts. Uh, and that's why Lady Allen, his aunt, banished him or like disinherited him from getting the estate. So that's why he dumped uh, Kate Winslet. We learn pretty much that he did actually really love Kate Winslet, but that he loved his money more. So yeah. that's why he uh, betrothed himself to this woman who had 50,000 pounds. Yeah. So, Miss Gray. Miss Gray. Yep. So, um, and of course, Emma, I feel like kind of does the right thing and does tell does tell Kate. Says like, hey, mm-hmm. this is the deal. Just so you know, he did love you, but like... He impregnated yeah. another woman, <laughs> left yeah. her, and then left you for money. And so, yeah. and so, like, I couldn't really get, just me personally, Kate was still very, very distraught. Uh, and just was like, oh, he just didn't love me enough and uh, mm. is very forlorn. Um, and so she decides to go for a walk. Uh, because from Umbridge's home, you can see the Allen estate that Willoughby once was going to inherit. So, of course, mm-hmm. she goes and walks, and it's pouring rain, and she yes. says his name and quotes some Shakespeare sonnets. <laughs> exactly um, that. And then back at the house, they can't find her. They don't know where she mm-hmm. is. And who do they send to rescue her? Severus Snape yep. on a horseback. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he picks her up and carries her home, and she is soaked to the bone. And she comes down with some kind of, like, really dangerous flu. So, like, basically... Um, eerily matching the current time frame because we were recording this during the uh, coronavirus outbreak in the U.S. Um, so, like, they, the um, Umbridge and her husband have a little boy, so, like, get him out of here. Um, and it's really funny, as they're leaving, uh, Hugh Lowry's like, please, let me stay, in, like, not so many words, because, like, he just seems so annoyed with his wife because she talks so much. Um, yes. Yeah, so it's just... Um, Emma and Kate and a doctor there, uh, and Colonel Brandon. And mm-hmm. he's like, give me something to do or else I will go mad. So he, um, Emma sends for the mom. So, yes. Yeah, so Brandon brings back the mother. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we'll take a pause in that storyline and we'll jump back to talk about a little bit about Emma and Lucy and uh, 
the dashing <laughs> Hugh Grant. Yes. So while they were still in London, uh, there was a very awkward moment when Lucy came to visit her friend Emma uh, mm-hmm. and tell her, you know, uh, you know, she's been getting along so well with um, Fanny Dashwood Fanny. Yep. that she's been staying with her, who they invited her to come stay. And mm-hmm. uh, she's feeling very confident in her engagement because now and oh, she's met the mother. She met the mother. So she's yep. feeling very confident that they will approve. Mm-hmm. Um, but then who should appear at the door? But Hugh Grant himself. Yes. And so he comes in uh, and sees the two of them together and immediately very awkward. Kate comes in, right? And she's, like, trying to make it all, like, normal. And she's, like, and she doesn't know the secret. And she's, like, trying to get Emma to, like, tell Hugh anything but Mm -hmm. nothing. Yeah. Super awkward. So very awkward. And then so Hugh immediately just goes, "Uh, I got to (laughs) go. And so he's, like, I got to go back to my sister's. And she's, like, oh, I'm staying there. You can walk me. So he walks Uh Lucy back. And then uh, this is the point, I do believe, where Emma spills the beans about Lucy's engagement. Is this when? I think it's after she's sick, right? Maybe after she's sick? I'm not sure, but at Reading some point... Reading my thorough four pages of notes. I don't see at it. At some point, it Emma does tell Kate the Lucy's secret that she had been engaged. Yeah. And that's why things have been so awkward. And then that's when they have this like great moment of Emma explaining to her that... You know, she doesn't, just because she doesn't wear her emotions on her sleeve like Kate does, doesn't mean she doesn't have them and doesn't feel them. And Mm -hmm. she's been carrying this, like, awful thing inside of her chest for so long. Yeah. So then we see the scene where uh, Fanny and Lucy are having tea. And Lucy's like, I want to, I'm going to tell you, I kind of want to tell you the secret, but I shouldn't tell anyone. And they, like, play up this whole secret thing. Fanny's like, oh, you can tell me. You can trust me. I've got the really tight hair curls. It's fine. No big deal with my lap dog. So she whispers over and, like, tells her that she's secretly engaged to her brother in catfight. Like, just snails out, scratching and, like, slapping each other. Fanny loses it. She, oh, it's great. In a hilarious way. Mm-hmm. So clearly she uh, does not approve of this. Because, mm-hmm. again, Lucy really doesn't have very many connections. She right. doesn't have any Probably money. Probably penniless. Yeah. Probably still the same way. And so Fanny loses it. Um, but Edward won't break it off. He said, I gave her my word. This is what I said I would do five years ago. I'm a gentleman. I'm going to... I'm going to marry her, even though you can yep. tell he probably doesn't really love her anymore. He loves Emma. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is still infatuated. Lucy is still infatuated with Hugh Grant. So Yeah. But Hugh maybe doesn't know that Emma likes him. Yes. Because Emma is just, again, very... It's a little bit of Jane Bingley, like in P&P. Jane yeah. is just very reserved, and so is Emma. Right. And they're very sensible. So Edward says he will not dis, dis, uh, disown... Uh, Lucy and so mm-hmm. his mother kicks him out and says you will not get any money and so Brandon via Emma um, when yeah. they've all come back home and are all feeling a little bit better um, Emma invites Hugh over to the house and says Colonel Brandon has asked me to let you know that you can have the parish at his estate and so yeah. earlier Hugh had mentioned like he would like to go into the clergy into the church where his mom wanted him to be a lawyer or something like that Mm-hmm. Um, so he was like, why are you doing this? She's like, oh, it's not me. You know, it's the colonel. Like, this was his idea. I had nothing to do with it. Like, yeah. he's, he knows that you're our friend. and Right. He knows we have a connection. Yeah. And so he was very taken aback. But I believe he kind of basically accepts. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? 
Yeah. Uh, and so then he leaves and words are left unsaid. He does apologize. I feel like he apologizes or tries to say mm. if things were different, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so so there everyone is back home uh and so everyone and, kind of returns yeah. to normal life um mm-hmm. the dashwood women are back at home and colonel brandon is reading with marianne or with kate as she's recovering yes and the english countryside is just beautiful it's and beautiful like, just everyday oh. scenes and then the butler comes in oh the butler and he's got some news that mr ferris has married their friend Lucy Seal. And it's like, no, she's not their friend. It's like, come on, Butler, get with it, Thomas. Um, and they just try to, like, stomach it. I forget. Oh, their reactions are great. But I forget mm-hmm. what exactly happens. Does Emma just leave the room? I think I Emma just know. leaves. Uh, her and Margaret were practicing French, and she just gets up and leaves because she just can't. Mm-hmm. She knows it's really over. Like, that's that's the end of it. He followed yep. through. So it's very, very disappointing. Um, but then who calls the next day in their what? living room? They see a man, and they think it's Colonel Brandon, but no, it's Edward. So they have to, like, quickly take off their apron, and, like, Emma has to, like, clean her hands up because yeah. she's been, like, digging in the dirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're scene. all, like, it's so good. This is a scene Aaron, uh, like, referenced earlier on in the mm-hmm. in the show here. Um, so, yeah, it's, like, all of them, and they're, they're, like, trying to congratulate him on getting married, and he's, like, oh, no, I think you mean my brother. I'm not <laughs> married. Oh, uh, and we're just so happy. Yeah, the mother goes, oh, I would like to inquire after Mrs. Ferris. How is she? And what, she's my like, mother? my mother is fine. <laughs> no. no, 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 your, your wife, Mrs. Ferris. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, it's not not my wife. You, you haven't heard? No, it's my brother. So yeah. Lucy, who had met the brother in London. And, like, danced with him. And he was the one more around, I think, at yes. Fanny and John's house. Yes, and so I'm not. it's not 100% clear then if... If uh, Hugh Grant gets reinstated into the family, or if then the Robert, the younger brother, gets disowned for running away with Lucy. Right. I don't know if it's really mentioned, but uh, he is not married. And so Emma stands up and she says, you're not married? And then immediately bursts into tears. And yeah. so Marianne and I think the she squeaks Margaret, at one point. Yes. She makes this, like, guttural, like, <laughs> Yeah. And so the other women leave, and so Hugh Grant is there, like, professing his love and how this was, like, kind of a misunderstanding and how, like, his mm-hmm. heart has always been hers. And Emma is, like, kind of has, like, her back towards him. Like, I was always yeah, confused she's just sobbing. Because it's, like, this is her big moment, and she, like, kind of has her back turned and just, like, crying, crying, crying. And, again, like, when I watched it before, like, I just remember being, like, this is, like, so stupid. Like, why are you crying? Like, I get being Mm -hmm. sad. But it was, like, this very, like, ugly cry of, like, getting out all of these emotions of, like, suppressioning all these feelings for so long. For, like, at least an hour. I mean, it's a long movie. (laughs) It's a long movie. And so, uh, but then, like, he finally wraps it up and says, like, my heart has always been yours. And then she turns to camera and she has, like, this beautiful, like, crying smile on her face. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then it cuts away and we see the other women outside and little Margaret climbs up into oh, a treehouse yes. and is like, oh, I, he's standing beside her. Oh, he's getting on one knee. It's and, so great. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of the end. And then we see double wedding. With the wedding. So Colonel mm-hmm. Brandon and Kate are getting married and Hugh and Emma are together. Yes. And it just ends with uh, Snape throwing some coins in the air <laughs> mm-hmm. to all of the all of the people. Yeah. 
Watch out. Don't get hit by the coins, guys. Don't get hit. And then, of course, though, one scene right at the end is that Mm -hmm. who is us peeping on the wedding? Who has ridden over to see what's going on? None other than our friend Willoughby. Mm -hmm. He he looks very, very sad. (laughs) And that's the movie. That is Sense and Sensibility. Uh, Mm -hmm. Hopefully you got a good sense of what this movie is about. I'm done. I, I'm good. Okay. You good. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. I um, it is. It was long. It was yeah. long. But I just think all of some of Emma has some of like great facial expressions throughout this whole movie. Um, and it's just I feel you know like Fanny is kind of annoying and and Kate at sometimes I I personally do not have that temperament of Marianne Dashwood, and so right. we found her a bit un- insufferable at some point mm-hmm. i liked it a lot we'll get to our ratings in a quick moment but mm-hmm. mary would you like to talk about some of the fashion in this movie i would love to talk about this Thank amazing you. let's hear it english fashion um this movie has some of the best hats and bonnets you will ever see um uh-huh. the guys are rocking amazing like really tall top hats yeah um and like the coat with the tails like yes. that's so classy British, mm-hmm. um, and then the the girls are wearing that. I, I there's one thing I like I haven't fully figured out about like that Victorian era thing. Like the dresses are beautiful, but they're a lot mm-hmm. of like that like empire waist. But like what's the shawly thing or like the it's like something underneath. I don't get they it. Have, it's a it's a deep scoop neck a lot. Like Emma wore a deep scoop necked dress yeah. a lot, and then sometimes That's she had kind of like probably. this lacy material underneath to cover up like some tool, of her chest. Almost. Yeah, yeah, like some of her chest material, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I have to do some more research into the who yeah. wears the tool and when and why. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, great. Some but, great dresses. Yeah, those look. I lovely. don't. I don't look great in an empire waist, but uh, I just they look very comfy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So that was some great fashion. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here are. Uh, what are you gonna give this? movie mary oh my goodness what are you gonna rate this so if mm. you're new to all my movies we try to think of an item or yeah in the movie and mm-hmm. give it like one through five of those for example things. i'll give i'll give my rating oh you've I'm got it already to, okay. yes i'm ready to go i'm going to give sense and sensibility four tiny pocket shakespeare sonnet books <laughs> the books mm. that they use sometimes were so little i know it's like how do you read that it's so tiny print must be huge okay. i'm going to give this movie 4.5 atlases oh good one i like mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. excellent i feel like it just had like jane austen is just really good with characters and like mm-hmm. emma just kept so much of the characters live even though i haven't read the book it's like i just know like all the details she's putting in around it mm-hmm. it just has to be so much of the character of the people and yeah um it's it's a really beautifully done film um yes with the framing sometimes and just obviously it's in an english countryside a lot of the mm-hmm. time so it's like oh it's so green <laughs> um yes, yeah very, it's lovely uh it, it's maybe lovely. my one complaint is it can be slow but i think that's just the time period like Mm -hmm. and real life is slow like come on people get with the program (laughs) agreed i thought it was very beautifully shot and lots of great moments and again it's who's who of you know british acting royalty so yes i thoroughly enjoyed it 
Mm-hmm. So, but Mary, you gave it more stars or more atlases. So you get to read. Now, these, we're going to read some Amazon reviews right now. These are straight from Amazon.com under the Sense and Sensibility um, yes. portion. And so Mary is going to read the, we found a five-star review and we found a one-star review. So Mary, she's going to read this five-star review. It's a bit lengthy, but I feel like it is good. This Amazon review comes to us from Painter, giving it five out of five stars. Reviewed on December 5th. 2017. If I could give more than five stars, I would. This is, like Pride and Prejudice 1995, one of the best Jane Austen films ever made. Yes, and we will read the typos. <laughs> Casting is superb. I can't see this movie without crying toward the end, and I've seen it at least a dozen times. I've always loved Alan Rickman, and in this film, his acting is so nuanced and sensitive, it makes me miss him even more now that he's gone from us. The scene near the end when Marianne is ill and he goes to get her mother, I defy you to find a more perfectly romantic (laughs) moment. If you like period films, you will love this. Excellent, excellent. Okay, now I will read the Amazon one-star review. Okay. This comes to us from Brian who titled this review, Most Confusing Movie Ever, reviewed on May 31st, 2018. I don't even know what to say about this movie. Once you get the feel for what you think is going on, the entire plot shifts. I was so confused when it was over that I honestly felt physically drained. Oh, no. Okay, well, do you have anything else? Any other facts, tidbits you want to mention about Um, Sense and Sensibility? I want to say... Yes. One of my favorite lines? Yes, Um, please do. It happens from, like, both of her sisters. So Emma and Margaret say this line at some point. So Kate, or Marianne, is like, It shall not rain. And then the other sister's like, you always say that, and it always does. <laughs> and it does. It all- Kate Winslet is constantly getting rained on, and I feel yes. partly that was in preparation for her role in Titanic when she's wet the entire time because she's <laughs> in the ocean. So thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to email us any thoughts you have or if you mm-hmm. have a favorite Emma moment or Emma movie you would like to hear us do uh, email at us at all my movies podcast that's all my movies podcast at gmail.com or give us some tweets at all my movies show we're also on Facebook at all my movies show as well Aaron yes. can you leave us with the final thoughts straight from the movie poster oh my gosh I would love to Okay. lose your heart and come to your senses. That is amazing. That is That's such a good one. I feel like that perfectly encapsulates this movie. It's so sensible. So, so sensible. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the All My Movies podcast. Remember to review, subscribe, and follow Erin and Mary on Twitter at All My Movies Show. <laughs>